There's a lot of heart. There's a lot of water. There's a lot of hope. What? Oh, I, what is yeah, this? Yeah, yeah. There's Captain. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, I, and there's a planet of captains. We're all sitting here with green mullets. And we all. Really apropos. It's earth, water, wind, fire, and heart, right? Yeah. yeah. So there's only four of us. You named five, right? Is there like a secret sixth so we one? We need to bring no. this like weird little Guatemalan kid with mm-hmm. us so that he can be the heart one. Although I will say in regards to Captain Planet, I do hate how reckless a kid Wheeler was, and he had the ability of fire. That kid, Wheeler was an asshole. And <laughs> I'm just going to go out on a limb and say Possessing fire. I'm just saying. We're going to get a lot of letters about that. I think he was, should retract that statement. Right he was away. like Phineas from a separate piece. He just liked to see what he could get away with. <laughs> the weirdest pull possible. A separate piece. So... I'm not sure what number this is. Maybe 13, maybe 14. But if you guys haven't listened before, I don't know much about comics, but everyone else with me does. To my right, I have Smiling Dave. I have Not Maybe Kinda Frowning Amos. And I have Happy All the Time Sequoia, also known as um, our Dictionary of Comic Books. Encyclopedia Black. Today we're going to do some icebreakers. We're going to give you updates on Marvel and DC and what's going on in the comic book world in every medium, and including psychic mediums. Then we're going to talk about the characters from the Suicide Squad, because I don't know anything about them. So without further ado, icebreakers. Here's the name of the game, guys. It's called Cat Person or Dog Person. And I'm going to give you a comic book character, maybe a villain, maybe a hero, maybe an anti-hero. Could be crazy. But then you're going to explain to me whether or not they are a dog person and or a cat person, because I believe that it says a lot about people. How do you guys feel about that? You ready? Let's do it. I think it's a gross stereotype, but I'll play along. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> Why is this show except for yeah. gross stereotypes? It, that could actually be the name of our podcast. <laughs> gross stereotypes. Dave. Yes. Batman. He's a cat person. Really? Why? Yeah, he's a cat person. Um, because he's gone for very long periods of time and has no idea if he'll black out in the street or have to go get sewed up at some secret person's house or something. This is exactly I, why I didn't have a dog in my 20s. Yeah, a dog, <laughs> a dog would, would just be lonesome and die. I mean, I guess he's got Alfred, but yeah. you know, Alfred likes to do things to spite Bruce sometimes, like teach him lessons by not letting his dog survive over the course of a long weekend where he was out fighting crimes. Uh, cat person. Plus... A cat would thrive better in that shithole cave of his than a dog ever would. That's true. Sequoia. Aquaman. <laughs> drowned cat or drowned dog? <laughs> I guess I'll go with dog. Uh, I think he's a dog person. Uh, partly because dogs can swim. <laughs> Not underwater, but they can swim better than a cat ever could. And then also, you know, he's the son of a lighthouse keeper. So I imagine him, yep. you know, on the shore with his trusty, like, Labrador or whatever, you know, just 
living the living the life. So yeah, plus cats. Plus cats like to bat fish in little bowls yeah. in the house. We've all <laughs> seen those cartoons. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, dog person. Punisher. Punisher, absolutely dog, because he's going to shoot a bunch of guys. The dog can be trained to attack canine unit, rip out a throat, yep. and also he can play ball with it. What kind of dog though? Um, Gotta be a German Shepherd. Full size poodle. Because <laughs> ain't no way, ain't no way. Shave a, a, you can't, a, a you, skull you, into its yes, side. Absolutely, you can't see a spiked collar. Amos Nightwing. Uh, I don't know shit about him. I'm just gonna say cat. <laughs> See, I was, now I was gonna help you. Like, yeah, he would be a cat person. Yeah, yeah be careful though. He was originally Robin. Right. And cats will kill birds. But see, but he's a man. I'm thinking about original <laughs> Dick Grayson, where he was holding down a normal day job and working at night as a vigilante, and he lives in an apartment building. You know, he doesn't. So yeah, cat person. I think the building he lives in doesn't allow dogs. So cats. He can't have a parakeet. I don't think so. All right, let's go with villains and then call it Harley Quinn. Dave. Hmm. I mean, she just she seems like a cat person. I just can't imagine her having a dog. You know, I just feel like it, the, the she's kind of a bitch, and cats are kind of assholes and bitches, like depending upon their gender for sure. Um, you know, she's, she's kind of, you know, like a, like a saucy mix. So she could have a pet mix? She could have a pet mix. I don't know. I don't really have a great reason for that. She just strikes me as more of a cat person. Like if she was going to turn into one of those two things, she would never turn into a dog. Impossible. I think we're going to find the most I feel like she'd be a dog person. Really? Because the only thing I know about her character is that she's obsessed with the Joker in the creepiest way possible. Much the way a dog is obsessed with its owner. <laughs> well, then she's a crazy cat lady, so I, I still believe in the cat theory. Plus, a cat just likes to see the world set on fire, and if she's so obsessed with the Joker, it's kind of a cat's M.O. All right. I mean, I feel like, Amos, we have to ask you about the Joker. <laughs> is, which one is he? Yeah. I just really keep coming back to a parrot. If I think of the Joker and I have to accessorize... You choose a parrot? Yeah, he's got a green parrot. Why does every every comic book... Do you just... Were you... No, Superman doesn't have a parrot. It's like Coco Beware. Superman's got a dog, damn it. Yeah, we already know. We already know. That's why I didn't say anything about Hawkeye. Because we know he has a dog. Doesn't have a parrot. It could. (laughs) He could. I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with any of this. Apparently, every bad guy has a parrot. No, not every bad guy. Just <laughs> All right. Joker. Let's, let's, let's give you another one so that you don't have to get caught on, on Joker's uh, parrot-keeping status. Uh, the Vulture. Um, <clears throat> shit. He'd probably be a cat person. I don't think too many bad guys are going to be calling people. I'm going to go ahead and throw this out of here, Amos. You've given the worst answers consecutively. Well, okay, theirs were good. The Vulture? And you, t- and you told me two... No. He's going to hate cats. <laughs> <sighs> he, just, he doesn't look like a nice man. I, mean, I think of dogs as nice. He doesn't look like does his granddaughter, man. Oh, I don't know shit about him. <laughs> oh I don't know nothing about the vulture, man. He's only been around for 55 years. I don't know. I, when Blake said he doesn't know anything about comics, and we do, I, I don't feel confident in my there's literally <laughs> There's literally people whose nickname was Soda Pop in their teens that know who the vulture is. <laughs> All right. Last one. The most difficult to answer 
Sequoia. The Watcher. Uatu. That's easy. I think he has a space whale. <laughs> like from the X-Men cartoon. Exactly. <laughs> he, has a space, he has a pit space whale. That's easy. All right. Space... I'll give you that. I'll give <laughs> you right. the space whale. What does a space whale sound like? Let's talk about comic book news. Ghost Rider is being relaunched Ghost at Marvel. Rider. Yeah. That one. And uh, nobody knows what that is. going to be Robbie Ra- Reyes. Yeah. yeah. And, the, and the reason I am interested is that <laughs> this is going to be more of a is Ghost Rider good? Is Ghost Rider bad? Like he's going to be killing for the ghost and not necessarily um, always trying to do the right thing. Kind of giving it a. Uh, Vengeance type spawn. Yeah. No, that makes sense because, you know, you, uh, I think the biggest mistake is when they try to portray Ghost Rider as a superhero. Yeah. And he's not. He's more of like a monster. Vigilante. Yeah, he's a you monster know, vigilante. Yeah. I mean, he reminds me. You remember that movie, The Wraith? Yeah. Charlie Sheen? Yeah. yeah. Like that very much is sort of how I envision Ghost Rider. This is vengeful spirit. You know, almost like he's a supernatural Punisher. I really like that movie, which I probably shouldn't have. Oh, it's a great movie. It's a great <laughs> piece of crap. Yeah, so bad. One of the finest, one of the finest hunk of shits money can buy. <laughs> has nobody done like a YouTube sketch where it's the PBS Ghost Rider killing people? No, that just seems Ghost Rider. Talk about that little, talk about that little dot yeah. with the two little eyelashes on top. Exactly, of it. and it just goes around murdering like. Children Ghost who are really into literacy. Word. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was the thing. Ghost Rider. Word edition. It's just like really difficult poems that you're seeing and your head explodes. Have you ever seen that show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. That had to have been filmed in Canada. There's no way that wasn't Canadian television. <laughs> I'm going to splice in the theme song right now. Word. That was that was the part yeah. I always remember. Is they said word right afterwards for whatever reason. Maybe I'm thinking of Crossfire that game. Well, I mean, you're just Crossfire. Ghost Rider. Words. Words. That's really good, guys. Words. Anyway, in different DC news, Action Comics number Uno sold for one million dollars. So almost. 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 We almost got there. How much? $956,000. $956,000 in... Plus. Um, it does not say... It said near mint. Oh, what? Okay. Well, shit. I didn't know that was even possible. Not only has it been a long time, as we all know, yeah. um, but uh, paper was kind of shit back then. Yes, it was. The processes they have to make paper were uh, were crap. Those depression papers. Yeah, I'm looking at pictures of it now. It looks pretty good. I mean, for well, back then. Like I said, what sucks is that, you know, it's only nearly $1 million. Whereas, like I said, a few years ago, I think Detective 27 went for like $2 million. What if I had the bat fever? Well, you know, bat, I don't know. His name is on the rise, man. It, true. True. Because <laughs> he was a dark knight rising? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised that 
comic books still sell for that much money. I know that I know that everyone in everyone who just listened to this the ears exploded. But it's, it's the only one that's ever going to sell for that much money. That and Batman, probably Wonder Woman, or even was it Wiz Comics number one, which I think is the first Shazam. I'm sorry, Captain Marvel. If, if, correct myself. If I remember correctly, there were um, what I always thought was interesting when MTV was still doing Cribs, late mm-hmm. '90s, early 2000s. Uh, there were a handful of people who were really enormous comic book collectors that appeared on the show. And I remember that um, multiple times people would show off prized pieces from their collection. Uh, I want to say... Like Redman? Sebastian Bach. Had Sebastian Bach. Yeah, I want to say he had like Amazing Fantasy number 15 was like yeah. his prized possession. And I think more than one person showed off Amazing Fantasy number 15. I'd, see, I'd say that if a Marvel book was going to sell for a ton of money, it would probably be that one. Well, the new Superman um, has been greenlit. So I guess he's coming back from the dead. Wah, wah. We all knew that. Wah, wah. I, the best part of Batman versus Superman was that Superman died. True story. Have you guys seen the new Luke Cage trailer? I know you have because I played it for you just a minute ago. Uh, that show looks amazing. I'm ecstatic about it. You sound ecstatic. I am. No, just because, uh, you know, everything they've kind of dropped... Teaser and trailer wise, I, I'm loving the music. You know, the first one was uh, the teaser Nas, was made you look. Second one was ODB. Oh yeah, and you know now uh, Tiny they're Tim. playing uh, Isaac Hayes. I think LP was in there too. For <laughs> I couldn't tell. There were a few songs in there they uh, interspersed that I didn't recognize. But I'm hoping to God that whatever the soundtrack is they're using for these trailers that they actually incorporated into the actual show itself. Because <clears throat> I'm, 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 I'm thrilled. Misty Knight looks awesome. Although she doesn't have a robot hand that I can see. Maybe she gets one. Hopefully. Um, it was announced that she's actually not going to be in the... Iron Fist. Iron Fist. Which is kind of disappointing to hear, but... Didn't they have a relationship in the comics? Yeah, she's... Danny Rand's uh, girlfriend. Yeah, that was like a big deal. Plus, in the comic books, I think in Iron Fist they're going to have Colleen Wing. Uh, so, and there's a correlation between Colleen and Misty because they were the daughters of the dragon. They kind of had their own comic book, you oh, yeah. know, uh, duet together. So, that's kind of nice. They might be setting that up. Yeah, I'm I'm thrilled. I'm loving. Marvel Netflix collaborations. I want more of that shit. The only other thing I want to mention is that the McFarlane Spider-Man omnibus came out, I think, uh, last week. Yeah. And that's an easy way for me to spend $75. Then it's just what he was writing and drawing Spider-Man. This isn't his amazing Spider-Man stuff. This oh. is when he had the single solo like, just, just call it, list. Just call it Spider-Man. Yeah. Speaking of, that uh, that first issue with him doing looking like Spawn in webs uh, mm-hmm. on the front cover, there's a uh, there's a shirt of that Target right now. And I came dangerously close to picking that up today. Because that's like one of the most iconic Spider-Man that very much images. Is, uh, yes. I mean, Spawn Spider-Man Man. looked like that for a long time because of him. I mean, he kind of redefined the costume. He set the pace for Spider-Man. Yeah. 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 I mean, everyone's emulated that for over 20 years. I mean, hell, he still looks like that, all intents and purposes. Nobody's really gone back, well, until this new movie comes out, or uh, Civil War, to the old, like, smaller Ditko-like eyes. But, yeah. Wrestling mask eyes. Yeah, wrestling mask eyes.
Let's talk about the Suicide Squad. <laughs> I don't know anything about the Suicide Squad. The movie has come out. So what I thought we would do is, since I don't know much about these characters, maybe you guys can give me a helicopter view of these characters from the movie, but from a comic book perspective. Now, I was going to ask, I know you've been reading a lot of the DC Rebirth stuff, so have you picked up the new Suicide Squad book? Yeah, I read it. Um, And I felt like it was written for someone like me, Mm -hmm. because it basically shows um, Rick Flagg, Son, I guess, because there's like Rick three. Flag Jr. Rick Flagg Jr. is in jail, and Amanda Waller is like, "Come on out and uh, take care of these evil, crazy people, and go do some good with them, and we'll let you out of jail. Do what your your dad did." Okay. Um, is a very short comic. Really felt like it should be a uh, like a number zero because it, it was setting everything up. And I'm trying to figure out. I'm trying to remember who wrote it. Um, is Jim Lee doing the art on that though? Yeah, and the yeah. art is fantastic. I really enjoy the art. Of course, um, is James Lee. <laughs> Rob Williams was the writer, okay. whom I don't know much about. Honestly, I would recommend it to anyone like myself who doesn't know much about the Suicide Squad. But I could see anyone who actually knew anything about them would be totally one hundred percent bored of that comic because all it did was say, "Oh, there's some bad guys. Hey, Rick Flag, come out of jail." Well. We'll, we'll let you live. This is like the third iteration of New 52 Suicide Squad because there's there's this Suicide Squad, number one, then they relaunched it like a year ago. with, And I think it was just called New Suicide Squad. And then there was an iteration of it prior to that. But um, I don't know. It's a concept that really hadn't been around in a while. Like They really couldn't have called it New Suicide Squad. New Side Squad. New Side Squad is a very bad name. So tell me a little bit about this guy named Deadshot. All right, uh, Deadshot. His real name is Floyd Lawton, and like I said, he's a very straightforward character. Um, but he's basically an assassin for hire, and his whole specialty is, I guess, he's in the same vein as somebody like Bullseye, Bullseye yeah. where he just is a. You know, a, a crack shot. Ex, a crack shot. Like he, he does not miss, and he is just an expert with all types of firearms. Does he have a robot eye? Is he also in that show Arrow? Because if so, I think yeah, they, not. he's been on a couple of episodes. Okay, I think because I, I want to say they actually did an episode of Arrow that was sort of a proto <clears throat> Suicide Squad. Yeah, I saw that one where like they had a, it was a prison shot, a Bronze Tiger, yeah. and I can't. I think they teased Harley Quinn, maybe. Yeah, when they go back to the asylum, she's there. Like, you see her from behind. Yeah. Is that show good? Arrow? I I think it's a good show. It's just, at times, it's a little too bogged down in its own CW-oriented soap opera drama. Yes. Which kind of keeps the show going. It's very heavy in the first season, but after that, after they get through the whole mystery and whatnot the first season, it really starts picking up. So what is it, like DC Supernatural, basically? More or less, yeah. I would, <laughs> it's, it's more like DC, um, not Dawson's Creek. Uh, that is, that, listen, DC, a.k.a. Dawson's Creek. Yes, I was like, couldn't get it out fast enough. <laughs> Okay, let's move on from Deadshot then. He's a guy that shoots people. Yes. Um, 
So I know who Harley Quinn is. Yes. But I believe that her that she actually was originated from the Batman animated series, yeah, she's right? A, yeah, she's so bless me with some information on Harley Quinn. Uh, she's like the woman that's the word to, Harlequin. to Charles Manson. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. one of those individuals that's oh, obsessed with someone. Was it Squeaky Frog? Right, yeah. yeah. One of those individuals that's just obsessed with the celebrity of, the, of, a, of a criminal personality, right? Yeah. Um, so she was a psychiatrist that was working with the Joker? Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. and they kind of... Yeah, some sort of reverse Stockholm syndrome or something. Helsinki syndrome. Yeah, yeah, that works. <laughs> sure, whatever. Uh, Oslo syndrome. Uh, <laughs> she, it, you know, she just becomes kind of enamored with him, and um, that eventually kind of pushes her over the edge. Yeah. Which I think is a, I, again, she's a newer character, but I think in regards to the Joker mythos, she kind of is a really great illustration of his insanity right and how he's not just somebody who himself is incredibly you know psychotic but that he's able to influence others around him as well even somebody with as strong a mind as a, as a psychiatrist and in, in being able to influence her with his his view of the world i mean it must be very very intoxicating right i mean the animated series never ever really went into a lot of detail. She was pretty much a henchwoman. Yeah, basically. That's how she always was. I I, I can't recall off the top of my head if they ever did... Like an origin story? Well, in the the animated series, there was that Mad Love comic book that um, Bruce Timm and Paul Dini wrote after the fact. And she's had a couple comic book series, and um, she's kind of changed over the years. Yeah, she definitely has. So she came over in 1997, from what I read, which is definitely very early for a, a DC character. Um, and then she had her her first ongoing series, it looks like, was in 2001, and it went for a while. Yeah. Um, is she always over-sexualized? Like, I tried to pick up the new Harlequin from last week, um, yes. and the first three pages was... Like, the first page literally had three girls in a hot tub, smoking cigars, big old boobs. Like, it was... As someone who is no longer in his 20s, I feel really perverted reading any comic books where the first... Like, I don't want my daughter or my wife... You know, I don't want to have to keep. You watch yeah, I don't want to keep. I don't want to have to keep my comic books with my other books. You know, like keep your copies of his Holy pornography. My, yeah, because I'm I'm 53 years old and I buy porno magazines. Pornography. I don't think pornography has always been a sexualized character. I mean, definitely not in the animated series. I mean, she's a sexy character, but it's. I mean, her old costume it was like a jester's outfit. Yeah, she, and she was covered up. I mean, so like as far as her body, I mean, her shape was always kind of you know visible, but she was never really on display. And I think that really didn't come about into until the um, maybe the last decade or so with that character. Um, right now, internet, I'm showing them a picture from the Harlequin um, rebirth. That's from Rupert? And there's... Oh, my God. There are... 
two women and one man seductively eating hot dogs. Like, surely, surely they were all like... Because, I mean, that's a frozen panel. She then came to the window yeah. and ate a hot dog, a corn dog, a banana, and a popsicle. <laughs> I feel like, who, who are those three? Are they just random people, or are those three characters we're supposed to know? I, I don't know. Because I feel like they... Hell, I don't know. When you said, is she something about her being over-sexualized, I was like, well... I feel like any female character in a Marvel or DC book from like more than a year ago was over sexualized. Well, I mean, fucking Aunt May. Um, and thank God. Yeah. <laughs> except so, for in except for in Marvel's new day. Oh, so I get disappointed when I see a new issue that does that kind of dumb shit. Like they're trying to appeal to like the lowest common denominator I, I don't of fourteen year old boys or something. I don't even but that that panel, me. I mean, you might be right. They're just eating hot dogs. It is still shot. No, they I just have hot dogs. But, in their mouth. but that's the thing. Like y'all gotta remember. Well, see, okay, and I'm gonna explain this. See, y'all gotta remember. I was reading comics during the whole Bad Girls era, where Gen thirteen. Gen 13 yeah, falls yeah. under that umbrella, and God, I mean, just countless numbers of books where, you know, the female form was just always on display for the consumption of 14-year-old boys and, and trying to entice them with sex in order to get them to buy a comic book product. But I don't feel like Harley really fit under that umbrella. I mean, even when she got her, her first initial series in 2001 that was the end of that whole era and phase and I think her being kind of put on display it's only been really the last 10 years but the thing about Harley is depending upon whose creative hand she's in she's not so much a, she's she's sort of the embodiment and I might be reading more into this character but, but let me clarify this I have never been a fan of Harley Quinn. Like I just never understood the appeal. I she's I regard her like Deadpool. Like I just do not find her funny or cute or anything interesting. Like I I feel like people and people the internet you can get pissed at me for saying this, but like I just feel like people who like Harley Quinn and Deadpool they are ju- they're like juggalos. I mean yeah. it's just like. <laughs> I think I know Listen, what you mean. I will, I will throw Boba Fett fans into that mix as well. <laughs> it's just like you're two of the most overrated characters. Like, I, just can't stand I like Deadpool because he's funny. Like, he's funny if you're fucking 14, man. Like, I, I don't get it. Now, granted, I like the movie, but that does that's a raunchy, R-rated comedy, action movie. That doesn't quite translate to the book. I think Deadpool's grown up. I think that his newer stuff is, is a little bit better. I, I still don't get it. That's and I mean that and I guess that's been the ironic thing is that I love movie Deadpool and I love movie Harley. Well yeah, I think fuck comic book versions of them, I don't care. But I just hate that. Actually. So I'm flipping through the new Harlequin book and yeah, I might I might have judged this too early because the art looks really good. And also that that one Sorry. scene is it's rebirth number one for Harlequin. Okay. Um, but you know I'm talking about the hot dog gag. It yeah. it looks like the hot dog gag was done not. Yeah, everybody's eating a hot dog. Yeah. Everyone's there's a horse eating. There's horse you sharing a hot dog. Dirty eating a hot dog. Yeah. So you know what? I have not read this comic book, but I will say that the the reason I didn't was because of the very first page. Would just had a bunch of girls like at a spa nude, basically. Yeah, and, 
And that's the problem. Harley Quinn seems like a really cool character, mm-hmm. and from the animated series, she didn't she she wasn't over sexualized. Um, and I want to get into the DC universe. And for me, as a grown up reader, see, seeing like an over sexualized Harley Quinn, which I've seen on a lot of covers, and I have film. seen from the Fifty Two, and the film, it turns me off. Well, that's fun fun use of words there but it doesn't make me want to read it because it doesn't it screams to me that's not a comic book for me well I think part of the thing trying to get back to what I was saying before the thing with Harley Quinn is that she's it's sort of a dual uh, a a fine edge that character walks because on one hand yeah it is kind of using the sex sales technique but at the same time a lot of people look at that character and enjoy her because she's someone who embraces her sexuality and isn't afraid to display that. So, I mean, it's one of those things where there is no right or wrong. Like, you know, whatever it is that brings you there to read the book. And if it's done there to read the book and enjoy the character. Sure. And if it's done tastefully, I agree with you. That there's nothing wrong with that. But I will say the first page of this was not done tastefully. Seems exploitative. But, that, but, that's, but that's the thing. That character in the book she's in, has, it's always, it's like, like I said, it's a lot like Deadpool. It's always about being kind of juvenile and. Uh, irreverent and just kind of tasteless, but in a fun way, in an, in an enjoyable way. Like it's it, it's it's parody. I mean, like she really is the DC version. I think of Deadpool. I feel like that's maybe what I don't like about characters like the Joker or Harley Quinn or whatever. They seem like the WWE characters oh, yeah. in comics, and I'm more into the space stuff. Yeah. So I don't know. They're they like maybe sleazy isn't the right word, but they're just kind of gross. Well, I think that you can lump comic book readers into two categories, and I think it's sci-fi or wrestling. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, yeah. Maybe, I mean, not maybe. not not now, but I, I mean, I think that you can definitely. There's definitely a line that is drawn, mm-hmm. and you're on more on one than the other. Maybe if we're, if we're talking about superhero stuff, yeah, I can yeah, see that. superhero comic books. Yeah, I um, like I like the lasers and spaceships. <laughs> I mean, I like Batman, but I'm just not crazy about it. I also don't like characters that much who are just insane. I don't know. Sure. Yeah, I, I don't get into the character, but it's like, you know, I I can appreciate it, I guess. Yeah, but, it's, it's one of those instances, too, where, you know, she's very meta in the fact that her popularity comes as a result of people who like to, like, cosplay as yes. Harley Quinn. Yes. And so then that feeds popularity of the character. Yeah. Yeah. And Deadpool's the same way. Boba Fett's the same way. Any of those yes. characters that have such Boba minimal, uh, minimal impacts on their individual universes, but are in turn overexposed by their, you know, by the creative properties that they that that utilize them. Like you know, Boba Fett flies back out of the, the Sarlacc pit. He he didn't need to, but they had to in order to continue to fuel sales of outfits and action figures. And Boba Pool, now that um, Disney oh, owns both. I mean, she was very much a character who could have lived and died in an animated series. But she had such a, a strong fan base that yep. there was this demand and then, you know, that led to her getting her first series and, and now she's you know, more sales popular, tank. Yeah. And like, yeah, I mean, like, it's gone to, like, there's a ton of Harley merchandise. And I mean, it's why you go to any comic book convention and Hell, it's 50% Harley, 50% Deadpool. Harley versus Deadpool is a cosplay battle movie that I want to I make. swear to God, that is a... If DC and Marvel can ever make up with each other, 
and do a crossover that is dying to happen. Like that is just too perfect. They should um, only agree to do that, and both of them die. Well, that would basically be a porno. So it'd have to be a Marvel DC Vivid crossover. <laughs> On that, which Vivid would probably not be above that. <laughs> I'm really just glad that she doesn't have that like Fran Tresher voice in the movie because I wouldn't go to watch. She kind of does. She does. Yeah. Yeah. She's part of the Isn't like voice from uh, Hey Boys. Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, I can't stand that. Mr. J. Yeah, that. Oh. That's what I hate about the cartoon is having to hear that accent. <laughs> Rick. Flag and Amanda Waller. From what I've read, um, he's a pretty vanilla um, yes. soldier. Amanda Waller, though, is a much more fascinating character. Amanda Blake Waller, hey. apparently. Blake is her middle oh, name. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's Blake's sure. first name. Yeah, yeah. No, I That's why. Is it? <laughs> yeah, Amanda. I, I like I like Amanda Waller. Um, I've heard she's the best character in the film too. Viola Davis, man, she really, she really brings it. She did a better job than Angela Bassett ever got a chance to. Yeah. So. Uh, but still, my favorite Amanda Waller, CCH Pounder from the Justice League animated series. <laughs> Damn, y'all. Deep pulls. What? <laughs> I'm just saying. I always thought I was a nerd. Now, I'll say this. If you would, like, I mean, you know. I don't know much about Amanda Waller, so can you give me the, what's, what's her history? Well, she's always been linked up with the Suicide Squad. I want to say that book or DC Legends is where she first yeah. shows up. But she's in charge of. Uh, well, she's been in charge of a couple of different organizations. Like I want to say she, no, she was never in charge of DEO. That was always like Mister Bones or Mister mm-hmm. Skull, whatever the hell his name is. But um, was it Argus or whatever that that they're the government branch that runs right the agency? Uh, Force, yeah, the agency that runs Task Force X. But she's sort of this, you know, government, um, and she's sort of the Nick Fury. She is, yeah. In a sense, uh, of the DC Universe. And what is her motivation? Did she have someone die in her family or something like that? I think that's something that's been tacked on later to that character, but I don't think that was ever initially the case. I think her initial motivation is just she's very driven um, to get results and thinks of really outlandish ways in which to get them. Yeah, I mean, you know, she's the whole thing, like, I'll do whatever it takes to maintain America's safety and right. security. Okay. And she's not really, she's a very great character. Like, she's trying to do the right thing, but she goes about it in sort of questionable ways. Captain Boomerang. Man, I, listen, I love Captain Boomerang, and that's probably because of my affinity towards uh, Flash's rogues gallery. Mm-hmm. Um, which I believe to be absolutely just silly. His his pantheon of supervillains is probably the most absurd of all of the mainstay DC heroes, uh, but they've got such personality and charm, and you know, it's very meta with how they present them, and that they, Weather Wizard, Captain Boomerang, Gorilla Rod. Is he Australian? Yes. Yes. So he was a Flash enemy? He was Flash's yes. main enemy? Yeah. Flash's well, not main enemy, Flash. I want to say. But again, Flash is... They call him the Rogues Gallery. And that's, that's again, his pantheon of supervillains he fights against. And he's a prominent member of that. Yeah. Along with such classics as I mentioned about Weather Wizard. Can I just read you my favorite part of the Wikipedia article about this character? 
that? Um, In the Australian accent? No. No. <laughs> he nearly succeeded in killing the Flash after knocking him out with a boomerang, then tying him to a giant boomerang that he fired, which then got sent to space and then fell into the ocean. <laughs> his, his outfit in, uh, in, in the Flash books is also absurd. He wears like a... A tunic. It's like a tunic with little boomerangs printed all over it. Yeah. This guy's in the movie? Well, he doesn't look anything like his... his... Does he have a boomerang? Um, yeah. There is a boomerang-wielding villain in this film. Yes, there is. Okay. I could just see like someone paying the boomerang to kill Flash. Or like to just like start shooting the shit with him, trying to figure out like ways that the boomerang thinks that he could kill the Flash. He's like... So, Boomerang, I mean, what's your idea? What do you think we could do here? Now, and like, address him by his proper title, man. <laughs> Sorry, Captain, Captain, Captain Boomerang, <laughs> what do you think we could do to finally kill the Flash? Well, frankly, I've got this here Boomerang. I was just going to throw it at his head. <laughs> well, yes, he has many Boomerangs, too. I mean, that's well, not... That's good. That's good. Now, what if we were to construct you a giant Boomerang in All which... Right, I'm listening. All right. Had me a giant Boomerang. <laughs> All right, and let's say, in theory, I had a way in which to send this boomerang to space with the flash on top of it. Would you be okay with that? You're bloody brilliant, Mike. Thank you. <laughs> I'm crying at the beauty of it. On the inside. I thought, you know, I had this idea, and I thought, who could pull this idea off? And, you know, at first I was like, this bad guy, this bad guy. And then I was like, wait a minute. Obviously, Captain Boomerang would be able to do this. Now, these boomerangs as sharp as rise of lights. <laughs> rise of lights? <laughs> that I, I will say this, Captain Boomerang has always been a pretty steady component of every, with the exception of the original book, but the 80s on up to now, <laughs> Boomerang's always been a, a constant. So what you're saying always is, like Boomerang's Canada. always coming back. Always coming back. Always. <laughs> God damn it. We're going to end on that and go to El Diablo. El Diablo is a more recent character as well. Yeah, and heavily underutilized from what I've read yeah, about yeah. in the film. Yeah, because that's the thing with that book. Like, they'll throw a lot of like really C and D list villains in there. Like, characters nobody gives a damn about just so they can have the opportunity to kill them all. Characters that make uh, Taskmaster look like. <laughs> Fucking the Joker. (laughs) Culture who? Yeah. Do we even need to talk about him? Like, uh, I don't know much. I don't. I didn't even know he was in this movie. So it means the devil, if my Spanish is correct. C C. (laughs) Por supuesto. What does he do? He shoots fire. Yeah, that's it. He's a fire fire shooter. Okay. He's a fire starter. Uh, what is what is in that song? What does he say after the fire starter? It's like I'm out the bitch you it. Out of no, it. What? <laughs> Killer Croc. Yo. Um, who's not in the movie or is in the he movie? He is in the movie. He but is not in really movie. in the books. He's he's kind of yeah. King Shark is the character. Yeah, they that's use who the I was thinking of. I was really disappointed that King Shark isn't in. Uh, yeah. I wanted to just hear somebody yelling meat the whole time. <laughs> Which, Have you ever seen King Shark? No. He's amazing. He's a shark. Didn't he wear a hat? How are you going to put a hat on that He wore a fin. Yeah. Because yeah. they were his bodies. <laughs> um, he looks like I mean, you notice that most of the villains in this iteration of Suicide Squad, they're mostly Batman villains. Uh, 
Exception. Oh, that's why I know Killer Croc. Oh yeah, I mean, he was a, he was prominent in the animated series. Yeah, I didn't even know him. And that's the thing, that's the character that's kind of evolved and changed over the years. But his real name <laughs> is Waylon Jones. And when he first started off, he basically was just a normal sized man with a horrible skin condition. Um, activism, I do believe. A- is that what it is? Activism. <laughs> he was an activist. Like, spoke up against. Uh, yeah. Apartheid. But I'm just saying, I don't know what skin condition gives you lizard scales. Just sort of decide, well, if everyone's going to treat me like a monster, I'm going to act like one. So, so he started to live the sewers. Oh, actually, I'm sorry. He has a very extensive origin because I forgot as a child he was sold, he was abandoned by his family. Mm. And I think his uncle uh, took, took guardianship of him and sold him to a circus. Where he appeared as like a sideshow freak. I saw him make a supervillain. From there is where he uh, began his life of crime. But yeah, he appeared, you know, at the circus, you know, as the lizard man. This whatever. is why I never go to the circus. I always tell everyone these people will become villains if mistreated. Mm-hmm. Do you guys know anything about Katana? Katana, she originated story. from Batman and the Outsiders, and that was like a little superhero team that he had formed. I want to say. Oh god, that was yeah, damn. One of the seventies, late seventies was character, maybe early eighties was characters came about. Um but Katana, she was in there with what? It was Batman Katana, I think Metamorpho. I wanna say Black Lightning was an outsider. But yeah, that was sort of like his little super group he made. The ski guy? Huh? Black Lightning was the guy that skis. Black Lightning No, you think about uh, Black Racer, is that what his name was? Uh, yes. yes, yes, the Black, Black Racer. Racer. I was yeah. gonna say. Her sword apparently takes people's souls. That's kind of cool. I don't think that was always the case. I think that's a more recent thing. Yeah. Her original sword. This, this, this girl's terribly boring. She just has a sword. Let's yeah, uh, have this it. sword do something great. Yeah. She was part of the Outsiders, Birds of Prey, Justice yeah. League, then the Suicide Squad. So, yeah. you know. Her being with Suicide Squad is a more recent thing. Her old... Um, her She's original, uh, she looks like Errol Flynn. Yeah, her original uh, uh, costume is pretty amazing. I mean, eighties characters costume. She looks like a genie. Yes, it's like red and yellow, and she has blue boots. And she looks like every comic book character from the late eighties. Yeah, I mean, she looks like man and every wrestler and every wrestler. Yeah, every Asian wrestler. They always had like the the pointy um, shoulder blades. And, you know, the costumes with the pointy shoulder blades. Since Kill Bill Volume One, anytime I hear the word katana, I can only hear I can only hear Oren Ishii say the word katana. I guess in Japanese, whenever she gets her her like wig split off at the end, where she kind of whispers it and she says katana. <laughs> I can't I can't actually say the word katana without thinking that. I don't think that uh, we picked that up. So could Probably you repeat, not. Could you repeat what you just whispered? Yeah. So <laughs> Lucy. Let's see, Lou's character says Katana Nananda. Well, I, I guess which is like Katana Nananda, <laughs> and it's so much fun. Katana to say. Nananda, <laughs> Katana Nananda. It's a pointy sword gonna come my head off. That was good. See, but uh, it's just fun to say. I got really obsessed with saying it after I saw the movie for the first time, and on subsequent like watches of it, I, it's only become more. There's our episode. But I was gonna say, if you want something to really give you a taste. Either you know as a companion piece to going to see the Suicide Squad movie, I highly recommend you watch um, Batman or Assault on Arkham, which basically is a Suicide Squad movie. Slipknot. 
is the last one <laughs> that we have on this. <laughs> Slipknot. Oh, there's a character named Slipknot. Well, so in okay. Iowa. Um, yeah. <laughs> Slipknot <laughs> is the last character that I don't know anything about. I guess the band named themselves after the character. Well, and Slipknot's the thing you put on a hangman's noose to keep it from coming undone. So both and Slipknot's just basically a, a, a murderer. Villain. He's a yeah. D-list murderer. Yeah. It'd be like if you called yourself... people? I, I thought he did. I can't. I don't did he used to? Did he used to wear? He used to use a rope, right? He had a rope. Yeah, he has like these grappling hooks, and he can climb stuff like yeah. this. With all his gear and apparatuses towards his climbing shit. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> well, he seems boring, but you know, if he's yeah, a, I mean, a lot of the characters that have appeared in Suicide Squad over the years, kind of are. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, the same thing. Thunderbolts do the same thing. They're like, how do we re- we will take a few good characters from the Marvel universe? We'll take a few that we want to try to lift up. Maybe something will happen from it. Like Mach Five, Seven, Nine, Mach Ten, whatever he is. Thunderbolts to me did not get good as a concept until Warren Ellis took it over. I agree. That whole Dark Reign era. Yeah. That's when it was superb. And then you got the Dark Avengers out of that. Yeah. That's the best it's ever been. All right. Well, that's um, that's pretty much the Suicide Squad. Uh, from what I have read from the reviews, and I, I plan on watching it this week, it looks like comic book people like it, don't love it, but like it, and uh, everyone else hates it, but... We apparently, as a nation, don't deserve better movies, so everyone's going to see it. <laughs> well, I'll be interested to see if it suffers the same kind of drop-off that Batman vs. Superman did, because Batman vs. Superman knocked him out the, the first weekend at the box office, and then literally no one went and saw it. I think it's a smart thing putting it out in August where they have very little to no competition. Well, and you know, it, uh, it put up first-week numbers better than Deadpool and Guardians of the Galaxy, which also came out in August several years ago, and I just have a hard time believing that... People would rather see this movie than Guardians of the Galaxy. August needs a holiday. That month sucks. This is the shittiest month of the year, I think. Why? Because it's so hot and everybody's tired of how hot it is. There needs to be something to look forward to. This August in particular all all August. August is my least favorite month. Like, July has the 4th. That's something. August doesn't have shit unless your birthday's in August. Well, it could be Counting Crows month. Their first record, you know, their Betsy Cotton <laughs> record, August and everything after. I mean, <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's some famous people named Augustus Whoa. that we could just... Yeah, let's figure something out. We need a national holiday. Augustus the- Day. Learn how to betray other members of the tribunal and seize power. There we go. I'm into it. <laughs> All right. Well, I feel like we've... Refrigeration Day. I feel like we've talked a AC lot. Day. And, uh... So, from uh, us four to the one person who listens to, to this you podcast. <laughs> from us four to, to you four. To say, if you're going to choose a squad, make sure yours is a suicide. Hashtag suicide squad goals. Uh, also, we don't endorse killing yourself, so you know, that's Blake. Oh yeah, don't, don't ever hurt yourself. You're worth more than what you believe you are. We love you. <laughs> <laughs>